I'm going to have that coop done before the automated door comes in. <laughs> uh, I'm, you know, it, it's so funny because having uh, Lily out there while I'm building that chicken coop and, you know, she's watching me and she's she's like, you know, you know, which piece goes where, how this is going here. And she's like started to question everything because she's just watching me put this thing together and I don't have a big bunch of blueprints or things yeah. like that. And I'm, I'm like, yeah. I've also a common misconception growing up watching TV and never building anything yourself is that you don't need blueprints for everything you build. If you're building it and taking the time to measure things as you go. Yeah. You can't exactly build something by just looking at it and eyeballing it and cutting things right. and putting it together. You have to measure the spaces you're going to put wood, Yeah, but you don't need to, preemptively draw everything out and do it based on that you no. do it you build it to the space that's there so you just measuring build and cut and everything as you go and i yeah and i'm sitting there and i'm just putting everything all nice and neatly together and everything's you know going together and everything's being put together and it's like and she's like well how big is that door gonna be and i'm like i don't know and she's <laughs> like what i go well i have to put in the framing and i have to put in everything i need to make sure it's level and i want it to square off and when the square off i said you need to understand this is still um, you know, machine lumber, which means that it's going to have a warp. It's going to have a bend. It doesn't matter how square I try to make things. So the best thing I can do is try to make everything level and then make sure that I'm working with it. Because like I showed her at the end of it yesterday, um, you know, we're 44 inches uh, from cross beam to cross beam on one side. And I needed to build the cross beams all, all, you know, all the way because I needed to make sure that um, we were going to be able to support the chickens and, and everything else. But I decided I, I want to make this thing so it can support people, mm -hmm. right? Because if I can support people, I can support chickens. Yeah. So, and so that's exactly what I did. So I've got, you know, 18 inches between each of my boards and everything else. And she's like, well, you know, it's 44. I said, yeah, go measure the other side. And she goes and measures the other side. She says, it's 43. And I said, yep. And she goes, but you had everything measured and squared off. It doesn't matter. Lumber is not square. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, look, when it comes to these kinds of builds, you're either going to have square or level. You're not going to be able to push a four by four into straightening out. It's like, and she's like, oh, I was like, yeah, but it's still going to look good because at the end of it, it's all going to have plywood and then it's going to have uh, sheeting over the outside of it. And that is going to just look nice and straight and pretty and nobody will be able to tell. And as long as the doors, the doors open and swing open on the sides, as long as the chickens are able to get in there and get out and we're able to accomplish the big goals that we want, which we want ease of cleaning. We want big space. We want perching space. And we want to have nesting boxes that are raised at an angle so that the eggs are rolled away from anything that could be there that wouldn't be good. Yeah, that's all we care about. And it's like she's like. Lily was like, well, that perch is kind of high. It's like, not to the chickens, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, high to us standing on the outside of it, looking mm -hmm. at it from ground level, but from the floor level that's in there. It's like it's going upstairs. Even, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's that's all it they is. Have and she's wings, like, Lily. And she's like, well, what's going to be underneath it? I said, the cement slab is what's underneath it. Yeah, but what what what's that for? It's there. It's just <laughs> part of it. It's so that the that they're sitting in something, so that that thing is sitting in something that's not going to rot out from underneath. I'm like, and I wanted to test how I could do a cement slab. And so I did. Yeah. 
I could have done four little bots, dots of cement. I could have put a couple of bricks down and put them on top of that. I think that looks good. <laughs> and that's, you know, what's important to me. And it's like, and then she's like, well, which way is it going out? And I was, so I was going through everything with her, but she's learning all of this. You know how I know she's learning all of this? Because the first one, she went and I knew I had to tell her all three things to bring me on the cross beams, just the cross beams, right? Mm-hmm. And then the second time, I had, hey, I need the things for the cross beams. Oh, and, and by the time we were done, not only did she not need it on the cross beams, she was doing the measuring on it. So she knew exactly where I needed to have things to be measured. So I was like, there we go. That's that's my daughter. That's, you know, that's, I wanted her to, to get it. And so she is, and she's getting it down. And she's like, am I going to get to finish this with you? I'm like, I don't see why not. I don't, <laughs> oh, no. You know, so it's like, so I'm excited about it. And I'm like, you know, that's the way it's going to be. And she's like, okay. So, you know, when this is done, it's going to be something to take pride in because, number one, it's already more stable than what we bought from, you know, uh, Tractor Supply. Yeah. It's so also much. that Tractor Supply, when you know it says that it fits up to six chickens. I thought it's or I thought eight, that eight, one. Yeah, eight. that one said it fit up to eight, which is yeah. why we each got one. Uh, we each had gotten a bird and we're like, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's, you know, fine because there's more space. I was like, that that's thing won't how, fit eight. Yeah, that's how all of the things all of the chicken mm-hmm. coops at all of the stores are like where they tell you, oh, yeah, this fits anywhere from six to ten, ten chickens and mm-hmm. it's perfectly fine. You know, they'll be great and happy in there, which is a flat out lie. Yep. Because, yeah, they can fit in there with three nesting boxes and, you know, a two by three foot space. Sure. Yeah, you can I, fit, I can fit ten birds in there. I can fit a family of eight in our bathroom if I really wanted to say that, but that doesn't make it. Yeah. It doesn't make it comfortable. Doesn't make like I just yeah. (laughs) Like I said, we we got to the point where our birds were losing feathers on their Mm -hmm. chest and tummy because they're just they're so crowded in there. We'd have to clean that thing literally every half week because it's just that's how quickly it it gets dirty because there's just no space in there for them. So, yeah, no, I'm very excited to be able to do this and have that deep litter method and also be able to have all mm-hmm. the other, you know, things that we keep looking at and pick and choose what we like from certain people's coops and build yeah. our own that is literally customized to us, which is also the great thing about not having plans is, we, you know, in the, in the beginning it was, you know, hey, yeah, we'll build a chicken coop if you can find plans online. And I was like but none of these fit what we need. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like everything I was looking at, I had them saved on my phone for like ever. And I had like re re looked at them a while ago, maybe like a couple weeks ago. And I was like, Oh my God, like these are so bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I started looking at more and more videos and more and more people building theirs. And I was like, yeah, no, we're, we're going to have to build our own. Like we can't buy one. We can't buy plans for one. No, we can't look up plans for them. Everybody's just- plans were perfect for them. Like one of them that we really liked. Yeah. They had an existing, cement slab yeah that was like 10 by 50 feet we're we're not working with 10 by 50 feet of existing <laughs> cement and 10 by 50 feet is like 400 dollars worth of cement plus we don't look at our chickens as a permanent thing and it's like even where we're putting them it's not a permanent thing mm-hmm. and so it's like we're going to move them around and be able to move them around as we need to and it's like so yeah so i had to completely just build this thing custom to to an unlevel fence behind it yeah. you know to where i'm gonna have the the raised nesting boxes and like lily was like oh yeah but how do you get in from the top of that nesting box and i'm like well you're not going to you're gonna get into it from this door is going to open oh 
okay, well, that makes sense. And I'm like, well, I hope so, because I said it in English. So, you know, and so she was like, okay, so that's good. And, and that's, and you know, so that's where that is. But with that said, good morning and welcome to the Morning Grind on the Stupid Podcast on Everything, where I'm Joey. And I'm Kiki. And we talk about everything. And nothing. All at the same time. So we got a couple of national days today. Yes. One I'm very excited about. Which one would that happen to be? It is a National Pretzel Day. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> so, National Pretzel Day on April 26th recognizes one of America's favorite mm. snacks. A bag of nice, crunchy, salty pretzels or a big, warm, soft cinnamon pretzel is there the question is. of the day. Mm. Either one is an excellent choice. There are a few different accounts of the origin of the pretzel. Most people agree that it does have a Christian background, and they were developed by the monks. According to the History of Science and Technology, in 1610 A.D., Quote, an Italian monk invents pretzels as a reward to children who learn mm-hmm. their prayers. He calls the strips of baked dough folded to resemble arms crossing the chest prediola, little, uh, which means little rewards, mm-hmm. end quote. Another source puts the, inv- in the invention in a monastery in southern France. The looped pretzel may also be related to a cre- Greek ring bread from the uh, communion bread used in, oh my gosh, monasteries i can't mm? mon- monasteries monastery- monasteries, monasteries. Mm-hmm. okay a thousand years ago in the catholic church pretzels had a religious significance for both ingredients and shape the loops in a pretzels may have served a practical purpose bakers could hang them on sticks projecting upwards from a central column as shown in oh i'm not gonna say it, job somebody's in 1681 painting okay um uh, the Pennsylvania Dutch immigrants introduced pretzels to North America in the 19th century. At this time, many homemade pretzel bakeries populated central Pennsylvania, and their popularity quickly spread. In the 20th century, soft pretzels became very popular in areas such as Philadelphia, Chicago, and New York. So, some random pretzel facts. Today, the average Philadelphian consumes about 12 times as many pretzels as the national average. That's wow. crazy. <laughs> Um, Pennsylvania is the center of American pretzel production for both hard and soft pretzels, producing 80% of the nation's pretzels. The annual United States pretzel industry is worth over $550 million. Mm-hmm. The average American consumes about one and a half pounds of pretzels per year. I, that's crazy. I don't think I eat one and a half pounds of pretzels per year. Well, um, you know what? No, because, okay, the pretzels that you get from Fox House kay. are eight ounces each. That's half a pound. You tell me you don't eat more than three of those in a year? Well, then sure, now. <laughs> that means that I'm slow. I have to catch up. Well, there you go. There, there's your logic. I've not been eating pretzels my whole life. I haven't eaten enough pretzels. I need to fix okay, this problem. Anyways, Philadelphia opened a privately run pretzel museum in 1993, and hard pretzels arisen, originated in the United States in 1850. So to observe National Pretzel Day, enjoy some pretzels. Try making your own. Uh, give a shout out to your favorite pretzel maker, and definitely try it with some some beer cheese dip, which is my favorite way of eating pretzels. Mm, Soft yeah. pretzels. Oh, yeah. I don't really like hard pretzels as much. Like, it's just not... It, it, they were a snack when I was growing up, mm-hmm. like, every once in a while, but it, it just... Uh, they were never... They never caught my attention. I was more into goldfish and cheeses. <laughs> so... See, where I got lucky was that I love mustards. I love all kinds of mustards. And we used to have friends that had... Were, they made and sold mustards... Um, through like Napa and um, Bay Area and everything else. And they would bring all these mustards and the common way you would taste these mustards to do the mustard tastings were pretzels. 
And so that was like my favorite thing. And like still is like I I miss those days. I was thinking about that, man. I, I don't care about cheese plates. I don't care about, you know, it's like if I had a bunch of just flat strip, crispy little pretzels and like 10 different kinds of of mustards and aiolis and things to taste them in. I'd be very excited. I get very excited about that. It's a very nostalgic thing. But Fox House. Oh, my God. Now gosh. I want one. Fox House in Palestine, Texas is a bar. It is a bar that could stand alone as a restaurant. It really could. If you wanted to tell me they could end up being, you know, the, one of the best restaurants out here, they really are. And this, the sad part is two of my favorite restaurants out here are actually bars. Yeah. You know, we have Pint and Barrel and we have Fox House. They have the best food. And I yep. I am absolutely. See, now I want Pint and Barrel. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I've been craving a good burger yeah. again. And pint and Barrel I for the burger. Absolutely. The look them up. Look, you can find them on YouTube and see the burger yourself. And I was like, I saw the burger when I before I ever had the burger. And I had to wait until everybody got out here because I knew I wasn't going to eat it without everybody else. And we went out there and that that was it. You know how I know it was good? Because we all got quiet. Yeah, it's a loud place. We were all joking, talking. We had root beer. They have IBC root beer mm -hmm. in the bottles, which mm -hmm. is like our favorite root beer to drink. And so we all had those joking, talking, having a good old time. And then our food came out and everybody got quiet. Yep. It was very funny. And they have that spinach artichoke dip. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's just. Yeah, Fox House's uh, pretzels. Uh, don't get me wrong. Everything else at Fox House is really good. Yeah. But their, their pretzels, pretzels are just, are just so good and they're the best when you go at the off time mm -hmm. so, yeah yeah we yeah. like to go at like two o'clock yep. you know in the afternoon and it's like there you go you go there or you, you know pick up the girls drop them off at home and go right <laughs> back out there but you know that's they're absolutely amazing so um but i i hear you in the fact that like just a bag of pre i've never been once like man i just really want a bag of pretzels yeah. like there's never been a time and, like, where nikki loves them like, she likes the the, mm -hmm. the what is it the butter or something or whatever butter yeah, yeah. ones and i i just the I dots dots butter uh uh honey mustard butter pretzels or whatever those are which yes yeah she loves them yeah i just i've never never been a fan of pretzels hard pretzels they're not I, I feel like there's not enough salt on them. It's like the, mm -hmm. the the hardest thing for me is that soft pretzels sometimes have too much salt on them. And I like them to be buttery more than I like them to be salty. Mm -hmm. And then hard pretzels never have enough salt. Like at all. Not even close. Yeah. For it being some kind of cracker chip thing, they're supposed to be salty and they never are. They still have the big pretzel salt on them and there's like one or two per stick or a little pretzel twist. So I think and I'm you like, just what? need to figure out how to make them so you can make them the right way. Make the salt, the hard pretzels? Yeah. I don't like the idea of making, like, crackers and things, though. Mm -hmm. I've watched people do them, and I'm like, it's just, I don't know. It just doesn't seem worth it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It sounds, it sounds interesting to me. <laughs> so, all right. Now that I'm absolutely salivating over here and trying not to drool into my, my, my pop guard on my mic, <laughs> uh, what's our second day? It is Stop Food Waste Day. Which is a really good day, and we actually will get to talk about how we do a lot uh -huh. of our stop stopping food waste and what we're actually getting ready to do here in the future. So, yeah, go for it. Food waste is uh, worldwide is an alarming issue. That is why on the last Wednesday in April, Stop Food Waste Day raises awareness of the growing concern of food waste. According to the USDA, Americans waste between 30 to 40 percent of the food supply. That is near or more than the worldwide estimate of a third of the world's consumable waste. Additionally, food waste occurs for, more, for many reasons all along the food chain. 
like lack of workers to harvest, mm-hmm. quality expectations, weather, overproduction, faulty equipment, poor planning, overbuying, and overpreparing. These are only a few reasons that add up to millions of tons of food waste. Stop Food Waste Day addresses all the factors and brings increased awareness to the world. The United Nations Food and Agriculture Organization estimates that nearly half of food waste happens before it even reaches the consumer, so everyone along the food chain has a responsibility to help reduce it. That means from farm to table and everywhere in between, we have work to do. Some of the solutions include improved weather forecasts so farmers knew, know what to grow and when, improved storage facilities so that distribu- distributors and markets can preserve food longer, reduced production where possible, an improved understanding of food quality and a loosening of those standards, preparing smaller meals, teaching consumers how to use leftovers in soups, casseroles, and stir fries, learning how to preserve meals at home, begin composting, and incidental ways to improve home production and commercial production. Food waste is everyone's problem, whether we realize it or not. Join the f- uh, movement to reduce food waste. Follow these tips for reducing food waste at home. Purchase and repair only the amount of food you need to feed your family. Discover new recipes that allow you to make leftovers. Learn how to preserve food. If you buy in bulk, consider donating excess to local shelters. And understand the use use by and best by dates because there is a difference mm-hmm. in your community or business speak to your local grocers about changing their damaged fruit and vegetable policies those pristine looking bins full of blemish free fruit fruits and vegetables shouldn't be the standard anymore shop farmers markets local food stands and food co-ops create or participate in a donation program promote neighborhood composting educate your employees about best food prices or develop a partnership with area farmers and feed the animals so to observe stop food waste day share your tips and tricks to avoid food waste try a new recipe that repurposes leftovers give a shout out to restaurants and businesses that use smart food practices learn about food waste and the causes and how to prevent it and join the conversation all over the place online you know we're actually pretty good at not wasting our food anymore we we used to be oh yeah like we'd buy it it just went bad but you know when you have chickens and you have worms and you have a compost bin Mm -hmm. and you tell Everybody, oh no, you're eating this, or we call. Yeah, you know, I'm hungry. Cool. Great. There's a lot of leftovers. You're not going to make dinner. Nope, because there's a lot of leftovers. Yeah. Why would I make something I'll new? I'll do leftovers <laughs> two, three times a week. I don't care. Yeah, you know, it's like no, and it's like, you know, we have obviously because we're not as flush as we used to be. You know, we don't go out as much. We used to yeah. go out like a ridiculous amount, and it used to be that just even to go boxes were just leftover days you know and it's like now no we don't need this we don't need to have any of this we need to be in a place where we're not wasting you know i'm i'm looking at everything that we're doing and i'm like all right and creating the cycle down to the fact that realizing our food waste can actually be turned into you know bot fly uh bait and raise our own bot fly larva to give our chickens so that our chickens have their own um, source, of protein. source of protein. I'm like, okay. And I found it's an easy way to do it. So I'm looking at that next and it's like, okay, cool. This is all the stuff that I'm looking at. And I'm trying to close our loop as much as possible. You know, mm-hmm. oh I, man, it's been so frustrating when we, cause the girls don't realize just how much of the food that we eat is compostable. And that's been like the biggest frustration is because we ended up, first of all, since we started composting our trash 
that's being taken out at the end of every day mm-hmm. is significantly less. We were mm-hmm. throwing the trash away twice a day. Our kitchen trash can was being emptied twice a day because it was getting full halfway through the day. Yeah. And that was getting ridiculous. And it got to the point where I told them, I was like, and I, I will continue to be like over the top angry because we our biggest thing is the consequences or the... Um, the results of their actions have to be something that is a deterrent from them doing something that they're not supposed to do. So we're trying to get them to understand (laughs) that, you know, stop throwing your food away. And it's still an issue because they go, oh, well, you know, if the compost bucket isn't in the kitchen, like, what are we supposed to do? I'm like, you know where the Mm -hmm. compost bin is? Like, why are we, why are we just, oh, well, it wasn't in here at this point in time because, you know, it was wet outside so you couldn't get dry dirt to put into it so that we could actually have it in the kitchen. So I'm just going to throw it away anyways. Not ask you, not do anything about it. I'm just going to take the lazy way out. And I'm like, mm-hmm. we can't keep doing that. The eggshells alone from us making eggs, and we make so many eggs, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's ridiculous that we throw them away because eggshells are useful in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, I, it once you get into it, it doesn't stop. They just yeah. thing after thing after thing after thing that you realize you can be utilizing for other foods for other applications it's just it keep the list goes on and on the literally feeding the chickens is not hard we could survive with not without buying food for the for the chickens for months before we would even get to a point of being like oh hey the chickens are hungry because Mm -hmm. people don't realize like yeah we want nice healthy crazy amazing beautiful eggs but we are also living in a modern society where everybody thinks, hey, if we do all these things and feed all these chickens this exact formula of all these different things that they need to have so they can be the best chickens they need to be, that, you know, that's the only way we'll get eggs. Well, that's not true because people have been feeding their chickens scraps every other day yeah. and letting them forage for the rest of their diet for hundreds of thousands of millions I, I of wanna, years. I want to point out that... The further back in agriculture that you go, where people would keep pigs and chickens, they were actually kept in the same pens and fed the same food. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and to remember that both pigs and chickens are cannibalistic and omnivores and they will eat everything and anything. So chickens will eat chickens and they're one of the few animals you can do that and they're not going to do damage to the birds themselves because... Mm -hmm. They will kill and eat each other. They, you know, it's just part of what they do. They're, they're raptors for f's sake. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. and it's like we raise worms, and it's like, oh, I'm going to raise these worms to, you know, go give to uh, the chickens, and now I'm raising these worms, and I'm like, I haven't given any of them to the chickens because just the worms alone were like, gosh, she's going the garden. Yes, that would be amazing. That yeah, we can use them for fishing. Yes, that's going to be amazing. I'm like, I'm in the point where my bins that I have out there are ready to be doubled again. And it's like, um, okay, what, when are we going to call this good, Joey? <laughs> you know, it's like, mm, you know, you know, but, but at the same time, how good is that? You know, it's like to be in that situation to know that, yeah, we're actually in a place right now where I was thinking about that. I was like, I can go out and I can do the bot fly thing. I'm going to do the bot fly thing, but I can also one more double up. And if I find a spot to put it, I was thinking about the back staircase. Honestly, um, I find another spot to do it. And that one more double up, I literally start having a monthly supply of worms for our chickens. And, but it's like at the same time, those worms, they eat, what do they eat? Rotted bananas. They eat rotted Everything. food. They, you know, they love that's the stuff that they love to eat. And what do they give us? This absolute rich soil that smells like nothing. Mm-hmm. It's out there and it is just absolutely like I, I'm sitting here looking at your plants and I'm like, I, your plants are so damn healthy. I have no use for rich soil to be like, oh, yeah, here, there we go. We save those. But at the same time, what's it going to do to the plants when we bring out like a batch of this dirt? 
you know, it's it's going to be kind of crazy to think about. So yeah. I'm, I'm and I've already I keep saying too because I think it's funny is that I because I have the garden I've attracted so many earthworms from mm-hmm. our soil because we have a bunch oh, out yeah. there. The robins are coming out there like in droves. Yeah, yeah and I there was the biggest, <laughs> the biggest thickest juiciest earthworm i've ever seen in my life in the compost pile and i was just like i turned it and i was like oh my god it literally looked like a small snake that's how big Mm -hmm. it was and i was like i i didn't want to grab it to like feed it to anything because i was like oh no you're doing your job in the compost pile i don't i I found i found one underneath one of the logs that i moved where we're putting the chicken coop Mm -hmm. and i brought i brought chocolate over and she just i've never seen a chicken get so excited and proud about it she was just like blah, 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 and you know just just and just ate that thing and it was like she was so happy afterwards and and ever since then you can just go grab her she's like nope i know if you're picking me up you're gonna go take me to worm right <laughs> like she's so excited about it it's like okay i got you chocolate so but yeah it's it's amazing so you know it's not hard to stop wasting food you know eat, and people need to think about this most people live very close to a grocery store mm-hmm most people fail at weekly grocery shopping and menuing and things like that. I argue that it would probably be cheaper and more food-wise beneficial if people would just go every day or every other day just to go get whatever they need food-wise, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, because I, th- I just think it's going to end up being a better choice and a better decision. You're going to have less waste because all you're getting is the food that you want for that day. So, no, I'm, so that's you know that's where i'm at with that so with that don't forget to hit that follow button or whatever you're listening from like our podcast page on facebook follow us on instagram and twitter you can find all of that in our link tree in the description and be sure to give our website a visit stupidpodcastandeverything.com we got new uh, articles and information that are up there right now on so pretty excited hope you'll join us today for the afternoon dive and until then i've been joey and i'm kiki peace out with your peace out bye